This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Thank you for tuning in to the Action Ambition Podcast. I am Philip Lanos, and today we are joined by Billy Carson, a two-time best-selling author of the Compendium of the Emerald Tablets, and Woke Doesn't Mean Broke. Mr. Carson is considered an expert host on many TV network shows regarding ancient civilizations. Billy Carson, how you doing? Welcome to Fantastic. the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. You know, I've... I have a lot of friends who follow you, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 you know, wow. and I, I myself have always been interested in the law of attraction and like its mm-hmm. source, you know, with yeah. the Emerald Tablets and a yeah. lot of people sort of, you know, they, they do the uh, all faith, no works approach. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, man. But by my, I'm curious, like, how did you even get into this, into this yeah. world? Is this something mm-hmm. that like comes from your family or did you, right. did you break all the rules and say, I'm going this way? I kind of broke all the rules. Uh, when I was um, seven years old, living in Miami, I was in my backyard watching airplanes go over the, you know, over the horizon. Because back then there was no cable TV. It's the 1970s. I'm aging myself here a little bit now. Uh, <laughs> really? No way. Yeah. You're looking young, man. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I'm 50. But, uh, wow, so, you look the same age as me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the I'm listeners should five. know there yeah. are secrets that he is aware of. <laughs> I've got a couple of things, a couple of tricks up my sleeve, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And so there's you were no, in Miami. no surgery. Huh? So you were in Miami. Yeah, in Miami and, and um, watching the planes go over. And uh, this one particular day, this object came over my backyard that did not look like a plane. Now, even though I was a little kid, I realized I knew what a, a you know, wings, a cockpit, a tail fin, you know, I knew what those things looked like, a fuselage, but what this object was, it didn't appear to be any plane that I've ever seen. I didn't know what it was, but it cleared the horizon in seconds, not minutes. And I knew right away what I saw was like mind blowing. And so the next day I went to my uh, school, Rainbow Park Elementary, <laughs> And I went to the, uh, the library and I took down all the Encyclopedia Britannica's on aerospace. And so I literally started researching aerospace that day. And I kind of became a, you know, a quasi aerospace uh, historian. And a lot of uh, TV networks have now used me for that talent and you know, skill and research that I've had over many decades. Wow. Yeah. That, see, that's what, that's what I call finding your purpose, uh, following your bliss, sort of the Joseph yeah. Campbell expression, if you will. Um, so we skipped something there, right? So you do all this reading, you learn all these things, and then how do you get connected to TV? I mean, the, the, you know, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate question everyone has on their mind. Right. Um, so what, what happens is, uh, so as I'm researching these ancient civilizations, uh, I, I'm sorry, the aerospace it led me into thinking about ancient civilizations because eventually I came to a point where as I was looking around the planet and realizing that some of the, te- some of the things left behind appear to be made with advanced technology. And also my mother telling me at a very young age that she thought in her mind that advanced beings had come here in ancient times and built this world to a high level of civilization. 
and left behind evidence of this high level. And so it became my life quest to find out how these things existed, what technology made them. And as I researched technology more and more and researched ancient civilizations more and more, I started finding out that they were kind of really linked. And it seemed to me that we had a high level of technology on this planet long before Homo sapiens sapien rose to the level that we are at right now. Uh, and I'm talking about super antiquity, deep, deep, deep antiquity. Uh, so I started writing about this, talking about this, you know, wrote a book, Compendium of the Animal Tablets, which really now has been a bestseller for 26 months in a row, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's being uh, sold all around the world. Uh, but it really ties together ancient civilizations. And then I go and back it up by science, quantum mechanics, you know, quantum physics, and actual technology that we've developed now in today's era that mimics and matches exactly what was described, you know, tens of thousands of years ago in ancient texts. Wow. And did you self-publish or did you, did you score a publishing deal? I self-published. Yeah. I just self-published. Wow. Yeah. I did self. I, I uh, put it out there. And what I did was I registered on Amazon as a seller and listed my book as a product. Because if you do it the other way, then they get all the money and you get like $6. <laughs> but if you list it as a product, okay, you get paid all the money and they get the $6. <laughs> I have so much respect for that kind of thinking, man. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Really? Now, so you you build up this name because you've been crushing it and you have all this information that people are asking right it's supply and demand uh yeah. one of the basics and you just happen to be in plenty of supply here so yeah. you get sought after by these networks at any point in time did it cross your mind to maybe even start your own like but is it with youtube that you start or maybe you score a deal with netflix for a documentary you're like have yeah. you thought about doing that has that happened for you right so after doing many, you know, TV series, I mean, I started getting approached because people started recognizing some of the works and, and articles that I have done and, and some of the work that I put on YouTube. And so I started getting contacted from a lot of networks, Gaia TV, I've probably yeah. 40 or 50 of their shows, uh, some of their original series. I'm a, an expert host on Deep Space, which is about aerospace and, and UFO technologies. I'm also uh, an, an, uh, a host on Ancient Civilizations. Uh, and many other shows beyond at least so many other shows, but then Discovery Channel started contacting me, Travel Channel started contacting me, the History Channel, the Science Channel. So I've been on every main, mainstream network, and uh, I got to the point where I realized I had so much content that they couldn't even handle. It would be beneficial if I created my own streaming TV network. So I developed yeah. and created Forbidden Knowledge TV. Yeah. Okay. And what is what has that process been like? Has it been easy? Has it been tough? Uh, it was not that hard in terms of getting the content because that I was developing over time. Uh, but what was a little difficult was getting approved to get on a lot of the mainstream apps like Apple TV uh, was the most difficult. You know, we had to we got denied like three times wow. <laughs> and eventually we, we were accepted into Apple TV. So we're on Apple TV. Roku was fairly easy. It wasn't too rough. Amazon was a little bit rough initially. We had to go back in and do it again. Uh, but so we're now we're on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, the iOS app store for, for, for mobile devices and the uh, Google Play store for Android devices as well. Man. Yeah. OK. It's killing it. Yeah. A lot yeah, of shows. And, and, you know, the hardest part for most people is getting the content. They, they don't even know where to begin. But that yeah. has never so far in the story that I'm learning here has <laughs> never been an issue. No. 
Yeah. Man. No, never the so, issue. Yeah. So tell me, you've got so you've got this, and so like it's official. You're on all these channels, yeah. right? Um, what's what's the future of Forbidden Knowledge TV looking like for you? It's looking phenomenal. Uh, we just had a group of attorneys that we brought on to uh, get a valuation because we're going to go into a pre-IPO. And so the valuation came back at $10 million, which is not bad for a startup at uh, just under one year at that time. Uh, and uh, so we're going to go pre-IPO and we're going to do a reg CF. And because of COVID, the first raise has now been changed from $1.070 1, to $5 million. Wow. So our first raise will be five million, which we're going to start probably in about two weeks from now, and uh, people will be able to get access on the public platform of True Crowd, uh, and you know get some shares, and so you can be a uh, an actual student and and customer of the network and be a part owner at the same time. See, that's cool. I'm gonna yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, man. Yeah. For me, it's, it's like okay, so you you've you've done the authoring. You you know mm -hmm. do do you ever do public speaking on top of that? Oh, yeah, I've done a lot of public speaking. Obviously, before the pandemic, I was speaking consistently all around the world. I was averaging about 20 flights a month oh, and working man. every single day. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty intense. Uh, one day, one month, I had a 28 flight month. Uh, you know, that was an incredible month. It was really intense. But, yeah, averaging 20 days a month flying, I was requested all over the world. And then the pandemic came. So what I've done now is I've moved everything into the virtual world. Yeah. And so I do usually two workshops a month on average. And in a weird kind of way, it really expanded my reach because obviously there were a lot of people that couldn't make it to these live events just because of financial reasons, children, pets, and all kinds of other issues. Because it's kind of expensive. You know, you have to get airfare, the ticket to the event, Uber or rent a car, and you have to pay for your food, you know, and hotel for right. the whole time. It's thousands right. of dollars. So now with the virtual world, you know, for less than 200 bucks, a person can sit in their living room and eat a, you know, a pizza and watch, yeah. and watch my, my lectures and workshops. So I've been doing very, very well with those, averaging somewhere between 1,000 to 3,000 people per workshop. Oh, wow. You know, there are probably a lot of people who are also public speakers who have hit roadblock after roadblock. And I know you just happen to have a, a, a niche and a, and a knowledge base yourself as, a, as an individual to make it work and to find a way to make But if you had to give any uh, sort of takeaway or insight you could leave behind for anybody who's doing speaking or virtual yeah. events, because now that's mm -hmm. what people have to do. Even yeah. if it changes, like it's never going to go back. No, it's never going to go back. Right? This, is, this is the new normal. We're yeah. here now. Yeah. yeah, no, we're connected yeah. now. So yeah. do you have any thoughts or maybe how people can start changing their mindset about mm -hmm. how they should approach this now? Yeah, I think that if you were a public speaker before and you were doing a lot of live events in person, you have to really now unlearn everything you learned about setting up conventions, workshops and lectures. And you have to go back and rethink everything, take it to the virtual world. You have to realize and understand that you can't just... Um, sell tickets from your website if you're going to if you are going to amass a huge amount of ticket sales because your merchant account processor is probably going to get nervous that all of a sudden you, you just brought in a hundred thousand dollars in ticket sales and probably shut off your account or block your money so you have to go through like eventbrite you know big ticket outlets i i i recommend eventbrite that's the one that i use they can handle millions of dollars in transactions per day uh, and they also add a level of credibility to what you're doing, you know, because Eventbrite is very reputable. They've done the time and put the energy out there and the marketing out there. So they're 
very reputable. They really protect the uh, attendee. Uh, and they also have great tools that embed right into Facebook Live, into Zoom, uh, into YouTube Lives. So you can monetize those platforms through the Eventbrite directly inside the actual admin panel. And so I would say to do that and recommend you getting a Facebook business page, even though you think people are like, oh, Facebook. No, Facebook has a lot of people still on there and you can launch a paid live on Facebook. You know, so I recommend keeping the Facebook page. And then also if you have any articles or any media or press out there about you, send that information into Facebook so you can get verified on Facebook. Uh, because it's important nowadays with everything going to the virtual world, there's a lot of fake accounts popping up that will pretend to be you and try to, uh, you know, steal money from your followers, unfortunately. And so, you know, work on getting verified, which I've done. I'm verified on two Facebook pages. Uh, you know, get your Zoom set up, upgrade your Zoom. Don't get stuck <laughs> in the 100 person Zoom thinking, oh, remember, when you throw energy high universe, the universe is amazing. You'll get four or 500 people. You may be on your first workshop and then they can't get in because you didn't upgrade your Zoom. So make sure you get the paid version of Zoom, not the free version. Uh, you know, and just be ready, man. Be ready to take on the world and understand that there are people out there that want to hear your message. And it's all about just how you target building and cultivating your initial uh, database, of people you've already worked with, uh, and really just reaching back out to them and putting them into the virtual world with you and using a lot of the new tools that the universe has just made available to us. And, you know, it's here now. So utilize it and maximize it. And I think you'll see a lot of success. Man, thank you for being so generous. First of all, you didn't even have to go that that real, you know. Uh, so it's really appreciated. I, I see it for what it is. And it made me realize it'd be a missed opportunity if I didn't follow that up with like, you know, you mentioned if you throw the energy out there, the universe is going to respond. You know, yeah. a lot of people right now are hurting, man. And yeah. uh, they're looking for light. They're looking for truth, you know, <laughs> levity. And uh, the knowledge you have is invaluable. You know, you, you're a historian, you know, the things that you've taken into consideration, your observations, and you clearly your business savvy has, has afforded you a position in the world that I think is the influence that you deserve, you know. And that being said, if, if there could be any words of encouragement for just people who are struggling to find their way, like, you know, a lot of people are out of jobs, you know, yeah. a lot of people who are looking for a way to dip into this new world that we're in. Would, what would you recommend? Is it like a diet change? Like, a, you know, should they should they sleep more? You know, yeah, yeah. What, just some basics, one or two, three points, you know? Well, you know, I really recommend that everyone get out a piece of paper, old fashioned paper and pen. And you start writing down all the things that you're passionate about, things that you like, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a particular uh, skill set that maybe you don't even have yet, but you are really passionate or really think it's intriguing to you, something you'd like to be able to do, or things that you already are very, very good at. Write all that stuff down and then start researching those things, those passions that you have and finding out who needs those passions in the world. How can those passions be a part of fulfilling a need? Because the key to making money is to find a need and fill it. And if you can find the needs and you can fill the needs with a passion, then all of a sudden work doesn't feel like work anymore. Now it feels like something that you just enjoy doing. So when you wake up, you never go to work. You're just fulfilling passions all day long. And the side effect of all that fulfilling of passion and fulfilling needs is revenue and money in your bank account. Money is just a side effect of an energy exchange. That's all it is. And so you put out positive energy, chasing your passion and fulfilling other people's needs with that passion, 
you will have money in your bank account guaranteed. Man, fulfilling a need with passion. That's <laughs> that's a that's a great way of looking at it, man. Uh Billy, man, I just I just feel like I could ask you so many things, but but I, I know we got to keep it tight. Uh, for me, man, twenty twenty one is here. You just got your 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 valuation, the IPR. Yeah. Is there another book on the horizon? Um, yeah. Are you opening up to some interns since you're you know mm -hmm. your network expanding and you need things? Yeah. Are you open to writers submitting things? Right. You know, what, what's mm -hmm. the word? Great question. So my second book did come out about a month and a half ago. Woke doesn't mean broke. That's right. Yeah, and that is a bestseller already. <laughs> it's just I can't even keep it in stock. I think it's going to outdo <laughs> Compendium. Compendium did 1.1 million in two years, and I think this one's going to double that that number. Oh wow! Um, and then I have a new volume set coming out of the Egyptian Mysteries, an eight book volume set already written. It's in editing right now uh, to be to come out by the end of summer this 2021. Uh, eight volume set. And then I'm co-writing a book with Matthew LaCroix, who's another author, amazing author, called The Epic of Humanity, which should be out uh, right around summertime, right around the beginning to the middle of summer. Uh, you know, so I have all that going on. In terms of uh, bringing on more people, as we start this raise with the first round uh, uh, of the uh, Reg CF, I'm going to bring on five full-time employees to add to the tutor that I already have. And so that would give us seven full-time employees plus myself. Uh, I'm going to take on a couple of interns going into late fall, beginning of winter, uh, just two. And I have a personal assistant that I'm going to be hiring as well. Uh, so, you know, a lot of great stuff going on there and yeah, uh, just looking to build this thing and then continue to expand. I'm super excited for you, man. I like your energy. I know where it's going. I know what you're putting out into the world. I see it. I recognize it, acknowledge it. And uh, I'm, I know those spots will be filled in no time at all. And oh, yeah. for me, man, I mean, the red carpet's really out for you. I mean, we, we maybe maybe you could share like uh, your favorite your favorite moment of woke doesn't mean broke. Maybe in yeah. the middle of writing it, you said, "I think this is I think this is what this is going to be about." Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the book is really like a financial bible in a way. There's no really other better way to put it because. It really will give you, no matter what you're looking for financially, if you have a question about anything, anything from a student loan to taxes to what type of life insurance policy should I get, it's all in there. But I think the real big epiphany for me that really lit me up and let me know this is going to be a great book and of content to put out was in the very beginning within the first chapter when I'm explaining my life story, so to speak, a little bit, you know, for me, where I came from, from the bottom, how I got I started from underneath the ghetto, <laughs> really. Man. I mean, I, we were poorer than our neighbors and they were already poor. Uh, you know, I was eating toast and syrup you know, every single day for food and begging oh, neighbors wow. for food. You know, I remember one day selling my toys uh, door to door, broken toys just to have a couple bucks so I can have, so I can buy a bazooka bubble gum from the ice cream man, you know? Oh, man. And uh, so, but when I started writing my story and laying it down in there, I realized that people are going to, a lot of people are going to resonate with this because they're going to see where I started from and they're going to have their own life experiences where they can resonate. Maybe it's not they came from exactly how low I started, but they're going to see the ups and the downs and they're going to reflect on themselves, their ups and their downs. And they will be like, wow, there's always a way to make it out. And so I'm hoping that this book really inspires people and let them know that no matter what it looks like, if you can look up, you can get up. You can look up, you can get up. I remember that one for sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> Billy, um, for me, it's like, you know, you, you seem to be able to just put out projects and content. Like, 
how do you find the time or energy? Like, is it just because it's yeah. your passion or do you, do you take care of yourself? Do you have a calendar and you stick to it? Like, right. It's a combination of a lot of things. You know, uh, you know, I recommend meditation. So I do meditation uh, virtually almost every single day. I would say probably out of seven days on average, I probably average at least five to six days of meditation where I'm doing at least 30 minutes. Uh, and it doesn't mean you have to be sitting in, a lo- in the lotus position or anything like that. You could be laying in bed. You could be doing a walk. You could be exercising. You know, the key, the trick that I try to teach people is to become a walking meditation. Uh, and then also, you know, my diet is, is probably 90% plant-based. I try to continue to put high-energy foods in my body. Uh, and uh, I also, of course, you know, I work out and exercise at least four times a week. I think that's important for anybody. Take care of your avatar body because if that's functioning at a high level, it lets your brain continue to function at a high level. But if you're focusing on pain and injury and, and sickness and disease, then your brain is going to direct all that energy towards those issues. You're not going to be able to focus on projects. On average, I know this is really spoken against. I only sleep about four to five hours a day on average, and that's been wow. for decades. A lot of people need more sleep than that. So I'm not telling people they should do that. For me, it's been a blessing because I've been able to get so much stuff done. You know, at the nights when I'm walking and pacing around my house at three o'clock in the morning, coming up with epiphanies and downloading information and then starting new projects and new campaigns and new marketing tactics and, you know, and coming up with ideas for books and writing books. And, you know, so, you know, I I have 140 social media accounts. You know, oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i have you know a few teams that help me run those volunteers just volunteers you know and so and my son works 60 of those accounts he actually works for me under forbidden wow, knowledge i respect that yeah. yeah yeah you know so but you know so you just come up with all these concepts and ideas and i find all these niches and i just go after them and it's just been a, an amazing journey and i'm you know, I'm, fortunately my brain is functioning at a high level i have pretty good recall you know so but I, I attribute that to the way of taking care of myself over the years. You know, I never drank soda. Uh, I don't drink a lot of, uh, you know, damaging uh, juices and things like that. I primarily just drink water and teas, you know, like that. And I exercise and take care of myself. I drink colloidal silver. Uh, you know, I take right. that every single day for the last uh, 25 years. And if you put colloidal silver in potted plants that you buy from the store, and you take one set of them that you put in with no colloidal silver, you'll find that the ones with the colloidal silver will live almost three times longer than the ones with no colloidal silver. So if you're putting that in your body, you know, just two plus two you know, equals four. Yeah. And so that's what I do. So I actually came up with my own brand of colloidal silver, which I sell on my website as well. Okay. It's actually my number one seller. Yeah. Man, I I love your energy, man. There, there, there's literally I do not get the sense that there is nothing you can't do. That's the that's the feeling I get, and I'm hoping that people who are listening understand that mm-hmm. that the message you put out and a lot of your work is first of all we come from that, we are that, yeah. and all of us can be that. You know, and right. maybe some of us need a little more sleep, but that you know that that's neither here nor there everything else yeah. is equal you know so right. i really appreciate you showing up and being able to share all that my my curiosity right. now turns to you know if there could have been the perfect person who would have heard this conversation you know mm-hmm. no conversations are alike they might be similar but yeah. they're not exact right and so this specific conversation if there could have been the perfect person to sit in with us as a guest mm-hmm. and just yeah. listen in who would that be and what would you say to them I think, you know, a, a person that uh, maybe has been struggling to find their passion, try, struggling to find their niche in the world. They've been dabbling here and dabbling here, but hadn't had any real significant success, consistent success. 
I would say that's probably the person and I would say to them, look, don't give up. You just have to con continue to push, uh, focus positive energy on the thought, on the future that you want to create. And what I would tell that person is, we literally help to create our own reality tunnel. And so if you understand a little bit about quantum mechanics, everything is ex exists in superposition of one another, which means your future potential, your future realities all exist at the same time, good or bad or indifferent or neutral. So I, tell, I would tell that person, look, focus on the reality that you want to bring into your reality tunnel. And then once you focus on that reality, put energy and effort and take, by taking steps towards making that reality uh, a part of your future. And what you're doing is when you start focusing on the true reality that you want to bring into focus, you start to create ripples in space-time. And those ripples in space-time alter your future reality in the third dimension. And so as those ripples go out by action that you're taking now, eventually you end up meeting those ripples in the future. And at the point where you meet those ripples, that's when the reality is, is fully um, uh, you know, believed and actuated. I mean, I, I know exactly where you're going with that. I really do. I, it's, it's just nobody's ever really put it like that to me when, I, when I've heard them say things. You know, it's usually manifest, visualize, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, put in the work, you know what I mean? Yeah. See yourself where you're at and really channel the energy, right? Um, right. Sort of the way a magnifying glass hits the sun it, yes. onto the sidewalk on an ant or whatever, right? Exactly. I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time. The, you know, um, I want people to know exactly where they, where you prefer to be contacted, like connected yeah. with, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. your, your website. Where do you want people to go to connect with you? Yeah. The website is ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number four. So it's for, B-I-D-D-E-N, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Also, of course, all the social media at LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is ForbiddenKnowledge. And the, the TV network is forbiddenknowledge.tv on the internet and also in all of your app stores. Again, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, iOS, and Google Play. Man, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode.